Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Prime. I, I don't know what I don't know who that was. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Prime Subjective. Uh, my name's Chris Newcomer, and uh, I'm your host. Like I'm your very oh. masculine host. Hey, what's I up? like it. Uh, and we're here to discuss Star Trek as we always are in a very masculine way. Uh, with me, as always, is our wonderful team of Michael Henley. Uh, uh, hi, I, I just want to say in the most masculine way possible, Alamarine! Alamarine, indeed. Alamarine 2 4, mm. yes. And also with us, we've got Carrie Coleman Hinners. Alamarine. <laughs> Count to four. <laughs> Follow me. We're playing hopscotch today on the pod. Um, uh, well, yes, we're, we're discussing. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4, Episode 3, uh, and that is called uh, In the Cradle of Vexilon. And we're also discussing Deep Space Nine Season 1, Episode 10, uh, Move Along Home. But before we discuss the Trek, let's talk about the people who are have watched and are viewing and taking the Trek into their hearts, see how their hearts are. Uh, uh, Michael Henley, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I don't have a lot to report aside from a hectic week at work and also a really stormy weekend here in Philadelphia where, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, watch some cool movies we'll get to in recommendations and, uh, you know, generally had a nice uh, weekend, you know, just kind of canoodling with the pets. So it was fun, you know, but uh, I, I missed the sun. Where Canoodling. Yeah, no, that's not the right canoodling word. Canoodling yeah, with the pets. Just cuddling. Yeah, you might, just you cuddling. Might change that cuddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuddling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sounds sorry. like you've been you've been French kissing the pets when you say canoodling. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you ever grow up and yeah, you, you ever grow up believing that two words are like synonyms for each other, and like you keep being like you know kind of uh, reminded basically, but like it's just your upbringing basically. I went to Catholic school. There's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, love I don't and know. trust for me. Yeah, yeah. am I right? Uh, <laughs> right, right. I, I went to Catholic school. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, unfortunately, um, oh, yeah. to this day. Um, but uh, yeah, no, just cuddling with the pets, and uh, yeah, things are good. But I miss the sun i just uh, i just missed the sun yeah i was feeling that a little bit today i haven't i haven't yeah. i was like i love the fall weather but i was just like it'd be cool to see the sun because at like four o'clock i was like cool time to go to bed like <laughs> yeah the end of the day yeah, but, but uh carrie carrie are you feeling <sighs> as uh burdened down by the sun as we are how are you doing i'm i'm feeling very alamorane i think that word is just a nice all-purpose catch-all yeah for everyone's thoughts, feelings. No, I'm doing okay. I've done, I've been doing, I've just been doing okay, guys. I've been just okay. Really, really level. Life is pretty great. Feel pretty uh, fortunate to have uh, such a great life. I made, I made some mini, I made some mini bunt cakes today oh well, i love that yeah what kind of apple, bun cakes uh it's like a apple um uh what you call it cider apple cider bun cake that sounds very, very good. good that sounds really yeah. good. very good mm-hmm. that's very good yeah i've been experimenting with uh glitter edible glitter spray oh so i was just i was hoping to give them a little gold shimmer at the end but it doesn't really work on the cake it works better on cookies and stuff but the cake, when the cake is probably of... pretty dark right so yeah the, the yeah glitter's not coming through as much yeah yeah i'm just i made a, I made a large bunt about two weeks ago i made a pumpkin mm-hmm. pumpkin bread bunt cake which was very good they make edible glitter spray sure this is incredible to me this is life-changing yeah. It's more that it doesn't have a taste. It's just not going to kill you to eat it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a shiny gold. Makes it look like you made an effort, you know? Okay. Yeah. It looks like you've made an effort. What that I'm... effort is, you drove to Joanne's Fabrics, bought a thing of glitter spray. But here's the thing. You already made a bunt cake, which to me is more effort than I would say a normal mm-hmm. little, like, you're yeah. not just making cookies. Bunt is it's, its own level because it's they're tricky to get in, to get out of the little bunt pans as well, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I made little mini ones too. So I got like everybody can have their own personal bunt. I love that. <laughs> um, my uh, this guy that I used to date gave me a, a small, a tiny bunt pan that said every little bunt counts. I thought that was cute. Aww. That's funny. Um, that was I the like best that. thing about him. 
no he was i can't i can't begrudge him he was a good guy <laughs> i have i still sleep I still, his couch is my couch because he gave it to me when he moved away so really i was like, recap, <laughs> recap. There's a, an always nice to inherit a couch that you've also gotten lucky on right um anyway uh <laughs> is it okay i don't know feels good uh, feels good uh, all right Paul's okay not watching <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've established that neither Paul nor his mother uh, listen to this podcast, which is for the best. Uh, so this isn't this is a safe space. The here. Safe space. Can... Yes, yes. As, as safe Although as he that did, couch. He did. He after last week's episode, he did say to me, "Were you talking about Downton Abbey?" Because I heard you doing your Cora impression. <laughs> I was like, yes, we were. Uh, <laughs> so it was very funny. A um, little little peek behind the curtain. Yes, exactly. A B B T S for the for P S. I guess that's just a PS prime subject. Yeah. Like, don't, don't need a full yeah. Yeah, yeah. BTS or PS. DPS. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that's a little window into how I'm doing as well, is that we just, you know, did a lot more bacon this weekend. We had some friends over and I Paul made soup and I made bread and then we also went to like a charcuterie thing and then we went to our friend's birthday party where her friend she hired her friend who does soul food who cooked all this incredible soul food and i was like oh my god this is so good i had to be like rolled out of the, the place but it was uh, worth <laughs> it um but yeah it's a lovely weekend i was out a little bit in the rain because my, my company helped do the ticketing for xpn's exponential festival so cool. we were like on site on friday which was fine because it was just a little chilly but then i knew that saturday and sunday when my other co-workers were going to be there that they were like <laughs> literally just deluged in rain trying to yes. so i felt i felt badly about that but the show went on you know so um people people you know wanted to live their their woodstock fantasy being in the rain in the mud uh mm. seeing some seeing tegan and sarah you know <laughs> <laughs> so hardcore very hardcore Mm-hmm. Um, some track in the news, I guess, would be that the Writers Guild strike is is tentatively about to be over, which is very tentatively, exciting. Tentatively, tentatively, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Any details pen- on that? Uh, no, just pending ratification, which uh, apparently will happen, uh, I guess, sometime this week, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, yeah, because they were still. It was announced late last night. Last night being Sunday, the twenty fourth. Uh, and uh, I think they were taking the day to uh, write it up all nice and legal um, and then present it to uh, the, uh, the the Writers Guild uh, board members, I believe. Um, so, yeah, things are looking good. Apparently, it's an exceptional deal, which is good. This is, uh, you know, been a, a, a hard fought, hard won uh, strike that's lasted for 146 like days, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So still to go is the Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, so, you know, but uh, I can only imagine that, you know, it will be soon to follow. Um, so, yeah, no, this is terrific news. Yeah, part of me was wondering, is like, are the writers going to get the really good deal and the actors will just have to cave because everyone wants to get back to work and they're going to get the shittier end of the stick? But hopefully not. Mm, hopefully they I will don't... also get a good deal. I don't think so because, um, you know, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm, it's, it's mainly what I see on social media and whatnot, but I'm seeing a such strong solidarity amongst these, but not just between writers and other writers, but between writers and actors that yeah. I really feel like the writers are right there with the actors and, you know, they've got their deal, but you know, now let's work on yours, you know, kind of thing. Like I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. So I'd be very surprised if something like that happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, fingers crossed it ends soon so that we can get things like Starfleet Academy and, um, you know, the Section 31 movie, although that's already in the can from what I understand, and all the good new Star Trek content that we want coming our way. Um, But why don't we dive in? Shall we dive into these episodes we're going to speak about? Does that sound good to you two? Yeah. Let's dive in. Let's dive right in. Let's move along home. Let's move along home. Well, first, we'll be discussing... um, Move Along Home from Deep Space Nine, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, so in Move Along Home, Deep Space Nine makes first contact with a gamma quadrant species known as the Wadi. Upon arriving, the Wadi heads straight to Quark's bar. I'm, I'm down with them already. They sound just like me. Uh, when the Wadi leader, Fallow, realizes Quark has rigged a gambling table against them, he convinces Quark to play, quote unquote, an honest game. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> the station's senior officers, Commander Sisko, Dr. Bashir, Major Kira, and Lieutenant Dax, find themselves in a bizarre labyrinth. Security Chief Odo finds them missing from the station, and he and Quark come to realize that the missing officers are part of the game Quark is playing. In the game, the officers are faced with bizarre and deadly puzzles. 
on the second level, they find a young girl singing a rhyme <laughs> and playing a version of Hopscotch. Um, they don't mention Ella Moraine, but that's the word that she's saying. Right, Ella Moraine? Ella Moraine? Ella Moraine. Ella Moraine. Count to four. Ella Moraine, then three four. more. We could do the whole rhyme if we want to. I, do it, I do could. it, do it. Go, Michael. Ella Moraine, count to four. Ella Moraine, then three more. Ella Moraine, if you can see. Ella Moraine, you'll come with me. Wow, okay. Add infinitum. Hmm. Carrie, Carrie, go. Your turn. Oh, oh, I have to sing the song now, too? You do, yeah, yeah. It's the same song. I know, I want you to do it. I want it's you not, to do it. It's not going to change. Uh, That's okay. Ella Moraine, count to four. Ella Moraine, then three more. Ella Moraine, if you can see. Ella Moraine, you'll come with me. Wonderful. Um, and I, I know you want me to do it, so I will also try. <clears throat> yes. Ala Moraine, count to four. Ala Moraine, then three more. Ala Moraine, and you can see. Ala Moraine, you'll follow me. <laughs> follow your nose. Toucan <laughs> Sam a little bit is in there as well. Yes. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. I can see it. Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. A force field yeah. prevents them from crossing the room until Dex realizes that to get through the force field, they must sing the song and copy her hand gestures. On the third level, they find themselves at a party in a room filling up with a deadly gas. Only by drinking the partygoers' drinks can they survive. I play this game every weekend. Yeah. And I always win. Mm. Later mm. on the fourth level, uh -huh. one piece is removed from the game <laughs> and B D Bashir disappears from the maze. Um, Quark is faced with a choice between a shorter, more difficult path or a longer, easier one for his remaining players. He chooses the shortcut, explaining that with risks to his players involved in every move, advancing them home as soon as possible is the wiser choice. However, the results of his next role force him to sacrifice one of his players. <laughs> Quark begs Fallow not to make him choose, so the game chooses at random. On the sixth and last level, Cisco, Kira, and Dax are faced with scaling a mountain during an earthquake and Dax's leg becomes stuck between two rocks. Although she tells Cisco to leave her behind, he and Kira help her across a ledge on the rock face. They slip, however, and all three fall into the abyss, only to rematerialize in Quark's along with Bashir. Quark is elated and begins to collect his winnings, but Fallow explains that all his players were lost. The crew was never in any real danger. It's only a game. It's only uh, a game. <laughs> as Cisco is about to tell us that. It's only a game. As Cisco is about to angrily confront Fallow over what they have experienced, Odo tells him that he would do better to talk to Quark about his attempt to cheat their guests, and the Wadi quietly depart. Um, yeah, what a classic. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, where do we start? Um... Do you think this, you know, soured further, you know, relations between the Federation and the Wadi? I feel like this is just not a great start, you know? Well, we never see them again. Am we I never right? see them again, no. Uh, no. Not until this Lower Decks episode. They're so lame. And, like, yeah. there was, like, the, their their alien uh, costuming and makeup felt like just a real cop-out to me. They just sort of, like, drew some squiggles uh -huh. on their forehead, put some shiny outfit on them, and called it a day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. it felt like some burnout after like seven seasons of next gen uh, and now yeah. they're in this first season of deep space nine they're like uh this is what we got uh, right just draw some, brows just, on there and just draw I, something on their forehead i can't yeah I can't. you know <laughs> I, I i think what you're talking about infects the whole episode because it's not just the makeup i think that so i i think you know the, the 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 popular opinion i guess that this episode has has got some problems um you know maybe it's not the best uh i feel like the sets are really kind of like like you know star trek never really has spectacular sets yeah but i really yeah. feel like this could have been something if something if everything was like more surreal or bigger or anything but here it's basically just like that's ah, a lot of hallways and sometimes they open up and there's hallways. a room you know a lot of hallways and doors yeah um we should which are say... probably inevitably the same hallways and doors just turned around on themselves yeah. of course yeah, yeah. that's true um, we should say that this was voted one of the worst episodes of Star Trek and the worst episode of Deep Space Nine. Um, the worst episode of Deep Space Nine? Okay, so this is from Wikipedia. Fans at a 50th anniversary Star Trek convention voted this as the worst of the series. Wow. If not, and the eighth worst episode of the Star Trek franchise 
I feel like I've seen worse Deep Space Nine off. episodes than this one, though I there can't are, them offhand. Uh, there are definitely mm-hmm. worse Deep Space Nine episodes than this one. This one is too just kind of like unassuming, you know, to really like hate, yeah. honestly. It's, you know, it's, it's, just, one it's, just, of, yeah. it's just silly, you know, it's just silly. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's so bad you love it. It's that kind of bad. Yeah. I don't know love, but I don't know love, but I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous watching this show. And when I think about this episode, somehow imprinted in my brain is the actor that plays this um, favor, Favo, Fado. Fallow. Fallow. Yeah. Just like his his mustache, his hair, his face. It's just it's stuck in my brain. <laughs> Living there rent free, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that guy's yeah. like a, a, a character actor who works a lot too. So it's like he's familiar, yeah. but like with a mustache looks kind of different. Him so up on IMDB, he's got so many credits to his name going. At, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Lots of like random shows, shows that we've watched as a kid and everything. Um, oh my God, going back to 1979. Wow. That's his first uh, credit on IMDb is Ryan's Hope. <laughs> and you know who was on Ryan's Hope? Kate Mulgrew. That's where uh, she got her, her, uh, yes. her, her big uh, yeah. start, uh, I believe. Just like so many credits, just like, playing just guest guest actors on it's like i feel like like that's something you could do in like the 80s and 90s just be like a a perennial guest character on these shows i mean i guess in the 90s and 2000s Mm -hmm. people then got like you know um law and order which sort of took the place of the murder she wrote of the day (laughs) right more recently he was on fuller house uh bob hart's abishola okay and the show called Good Trouble that I, I don't know about. Oh, Good I, Trouble. I think I remember that show. Oh, it's Good on Trouble Hulu. On, um... Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, I think right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. There, apparently, so... there was one one positive reaction to this episode received from Fatherly, which is a magazine, uh, which <laughs> listed this episode as recommended watching for parents and children. Well, they described it as silly and bizarre, but entertaining. I would guess that's because of yeah. the fatherly advice <laughs> that Cisco is attempting to give Jake the entire you time. Know, about I, I <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, le- I mean, you know, Jake and, you know, Cisco and Jake, I think, is one of the great DS9 relationships. And I love these yeah. early days when it's like Jake is just a kid, you know, uh, and Nog's like a bad influence, but Cisco knows that Jake doesn't really have many friends because it's D-Space 9, it's the early yeah. days and all that. I like all that stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about stuff we like about this episode. I liked, uh, I mean, I guess I liked all of it. Let's be honest. Even it was so ridiculous. I can't, it's hard for me to not like it, but, um, I, I really much enjoyed the, the, the commander and the, the single father, father, son relationship. I think that was Mm -hmm. a really good, interesting choice. That's, they brought to Star Trek. I like that a lot. Agreed. Uh, I like yeah. the small bag of jewels that the Wadi the threw out there. Bag of jewels. That Quark changed his tune on. Um, he was like, "Oh, you've got random bubbles and beads. Sure, you can play." I, my game. I also love the the pongo the pongo sticks that they're just the sort sticks. of passing around in the back and just clacking like clack clack. clack I do like that. The back. <laughs> just here, you have a stick. They're like, "I'm gonna yeah. hand you a stick." And then you hand me a stick and then I'll hand that stick back to you mm-hmm. and then we'll tap sticks and then we'll put the sticks back in the box and then we'll take the sticks out of the box. Um, I think that the extras didn't have much uh, direction and they were just said, ah, just do some improv with the sticks in the background. <laughs> Does this does this have to happen every time you play the game? I yeah. just, I have this questions. I have yeah. questions about that, and I also question like how long does this game take to set up? Because like it must take hours, right? Because they start it setting up it out of a box. Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, but that's right before Cisco goes to bed, and they really only start playing right around the time Odo like everyone's up, and Odo's just like, "Where's Commander Cisco?" So that must have been like a couple hours, right? I'm nitpicking. I'm sorry. That's not the. That's not the. I mean, they make it seem more and more magical than anything else. We just open the box and it just takes over the Dabo Mm -hmm. table. I don't know. It's very. um, It's yeah. Yeah. Silly. I 
I like the concept of being stuck in a game and not knowing you're in a game. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, like I, as I, yeah. just on paper, on paper, that seems really interesting. So I think maybe that's how this one snuck through. <laughs> uh, but uh, in application on this one, the games are so lame, like just playing hopscotch, drinking yeah. a glass of uh, wine. Well, every um, challenge, every challenge is basically like, I uh, see this person in the room, do what they're doing. You know, like right. The, so do the hopscotch and sing the rhyme. You know, drink the right. drink the drinks like, that everyone else drinks. Did it's the like, writers okay. never play any games? Is this a this was a pre settlers of Catan world? Yeah, they just get into nobody. a room and they yeah. play celebrity. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, now write down twelve famous people and put them in a bowl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's literally just hopscotch and drinking wine. So, like, I don't know what's the big deal. And uh, oh my god, the acting on this episode is so intense. <laughs> That's the other thing about it. And Kira, when she's stuck in that game, is yeah. just like overly freaking out. And she is. Well, Kira, but Kira is also Kira is a someone who has been through a freaking war where she had to be a yeah. terrorist, where she had been locked up multiple times, where she had fought. So you can imagine where she's just having some flashbacks to being trapped in something yeah. and taking it very seriously. She's not having a lot of, you know, yeah. um, fun, frivolous times on page or. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the few times where like the seriousness of DS9 like meets like the kind of like the goofiness of like next gen or even the original series. So I like the fact that Kira is on mm -hmm. hand to basically be like, do you guys do this all the time? Like this is, <laughs> this is dumb. Like what? You yeah, may really do this. People are dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, like, it's like is this what you do in Star Starfleet? You're rolling out of bed at three o'clock in the morning because you've been abducted to play a game, and then Cisco's on hand, being like, "No, I don't think this is cool either. I, I really, I'm really not enjoying this. No, I really don't like this." Uh, I th I think also uh, a positive note that I have about this episode is uh, the that we see a little bit more of quark and what kind of uh person quark is like yeah um and a little bit of his sort of empathy and compassion comes through it just squeaks mm -hmm. through a little bit mm -hmm. um so uh there's uh, there's depth there's depth to that character and we start to see that I yeah think. i think i think armin sherman is very good in this episode mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I think and I think that, I think um I think uh Rene Aubergenois, I'm saying his name right, probably not. Uh, you are actually, you are. Yeah, you said it right. Okay, great. Yeah. He's really good too. I mean, it, it's such a task to 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 act. He can prove he can do the uh, I'm realizing that my colleagues are stuck inside this game face. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of incredible, I thought. Yeah. 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 What, also, what was that weird thing where he transported to the other ship, went to this white room, and then ended up back on Deep Space Nine? That was a little weird. Yeah, that oh, yeah, feels I, very yeah, that feels very fantasy too. Yeah, it's it like didn't all quite roads lead back to the lead back to the game. A little unexplained. Yeah, yeah. Where exactly they were? Where exactly did they go in this game? Yeah, well, we, we've never we question. never found out. I don't think we ever will no. find out. Like a little pocket universe, or um... a little they created a little pocket universe mm -hmm. where they couldn't really die, but they could feel things, yeah, uh, and think they're going to die. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I don't think it's. I, I have a sense that um, maybe they weren't putting a whole lot of thought into this episode. Yeah, maybe we're really too worried about. <laughs> And the fourth shap, they're like, we can't just call it a level. It has to be like alien. What about the word shap? shap. Sure. No, that sounds you... great. For right. what we can't use the word level. That's that's stupid. Um I, I Well that's my favorite thing. It's like these, these things that are clearly like an allegory allegories for words we have in English or that the universal translator just chooses not chooses this one word that is very clear yeah. what it actually means to not translate yeah. it, even though really yeah. it just be like level yeah. you know <laughs> um I I enjoy very much that there's a race of aliens out there that are just love games 
Yeah. I think that I think that my husband might be from that race. Mm. Yeah, you're you're definitely with the Wadi, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think my husband is a Wadi. That's for sure. I, oh, he's I've like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's where's the game? Where's the game? <laughs> Where are the games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. Where are the games? <laughs> That's our takeaway from this episode. Scott Henders is a Wadi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like I, I wish more was done with that because I like the idea of like kind of monkey see monkey do when it comes to a first contact situation where it's just like you know the federation they get all that their dress uniforms these guys get off the ship and they're like we want to go to quarks <laughs> we want to play games yeah. we're not interested in diplomacy or all that kind of stuff and the federation yeah. and you know like cisco and everybody was just like uh, okay if that's they're what taking you want to do very seriously you know he's getting in trouble for not wearing his his dress uniform right and, right right yeah, it makes sense that not just because it's important to starfleet doesn't mean it's important Right, exactly. I, 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 I wish that, like, I wish there was a little bit more in this episode about, you know, even after they're stuck in the game, you know, a little bit more of just like, hey, we're uh, captives and prisoner and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, this is still first contact scenario, you know, it, it, this is still our mm -hmm. first encounter with them. So like, let's try to, you know, like, let's try to be good sports as best as possible. Maybe this is just how they meet people. Just like, well, we'll abduct you and put you in this game. Like, that's, well, they that's don't just know how we get in a game until the end. Like, they don't know that. Right. I mean, they know they're in a game, but no. they don't know yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. Well, it did, but he does know the, because the, the first thing he sees before he finds his other, the first thing Cisco sees before he finds his other colleagues is is that, is follow, fallow, whatever, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Who's like, yeah. he's just like, <laughs> move along home. Yeah, move very sinister. Yeah. It makes very sense sinister. to me that this race of people who are really into games would take this game very seriously. I've played games with people who take games very seriously well, and they talk as if it's real. So I could understand the confusion where they're like, it's like Quark is freaking out. He doesn't want to sacrifice one of yeah. his players to them. That's like normal because they're taking this game very seriously too, even though it's just a game. Like, you know what it gives me, like, the vibes right, that gives fine. me is if, is if this race of people were descended of either a, people from the renaissance fair or be people yeah. from the haunted hayride you know what i mean like committed <laughs> oh to, yeah they're really committed, committed to, to one game. scenario locked in the mm -hmm. loop kind of um yeah. you know that kind of vibe then when the game is over it's like it's just a game yeah they're so, just like they're like cool i'll you, you need to have my truck we're fine yeah <laughs> you want to like get together next week to there's an expansion pack for the uh, chulu we got a chulu expansion right. pack. Yeah, Chula. very D&D &D yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Chula. Do you think that being said, game, should we play? Should we yeah. find a way to play it? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very, like, no, the writers never played a game because what was Quark doing that had any strategy whatsoever? He was <laughs> just rolling. And what was, what were those pieces doing? Um, do the do the games change every time? Are they consistent every time? Do you mm -hmm. expect like, oh, this is the little girl room? I know how to pass this little girl right. room, right? Well, if or we're, does if it we're change? Because where's they've the showed strategy? Us, if we were to believe what they showed us in um the lower decks episode we're about to discuss, it seems like the, the games kind of do stay the same. Yeah. Um, you know. But then wouldn't that make that game even more lame because you've already figured it's not replayable. I think we've established okay? the game is pretty lame. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm trying to go perhaps. a little deeper into this. Okay. Like if this were an actual game, it's not replayable. I and think yet... I will posit what I have been positing, which is like, you're trying to go deeper on some episodes that they absolutely wrote in 45 minutes. And if not, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not they didn't put it back. Trying to dive deep. Trying to dive. It's a deep dive. It's a deep dive into very specifically the game Chula. It's making me think of this interview I saw with AD Bryant from SNL, yeah. where she was talking about how she was doing these scenes with Ryan Reynolds. And like in the scene, she's playing like a ch a chicken that he's like in love with and he's trying to run away with. And <laughs> she's like, how, how she's talking about how different their processes were. <laughs> where, he, where he's like where he was there being like so i'm just i'm he loves her and he's trying to go on the road but he can't because she's a chicken and she's in a barn and she's like oh my god you're taking this so seriously and i'm just like stand there go bark 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 you got it here we go <laughs> <laughs> and i think i'm more of the 80 bryant school so i relate to I that see. very deeply you know I what see. i mean like the... <clears throat> i i mean it depends for me i sure. think that's 
uh, once my brain is starting to work on how would the game of Chula actually work <laughs> if we were to play it, how would we? How would we? Yeah. Go. Well, maybe that, that maybe that can be an ongoing segment for you. Uh, Carrie Carrie slowly parses out <laughs> the inner workings of Chula. Yeah. Over over a four month period. I know so because he's like check back in. Because this guy, he goes, we're, Quark's like, all right, let me start at the beginning. And he goes, only children start there. So what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How can you not start at the beginning? How can you, you just, just enter your name into the screen? Or, or, yeah. And maybe that's, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's like the tutorial. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we're going to walk you through. The which, tutorial. <laughs> although, although since they were, they were newcomers, maybe they should have started with a tutorial. I don't know. I think Since that... they were what, Michael? They were newcomers. <laughs> they were newcomers. Um, so anyway, I guess I'll I guess I'll do some more thinking about this chula. No, I want, we'll, we'll come back to Carrie's chula corner, and it's going to be I'm going to be each week. We'll find out a new <laughs> level you sort of figured out. I'm really excited to, to see what gets out. unloaded. And uh, I need to fix a few problems first. I need to uh, come up with like the assumptions that are correct like uh -huh. do the levels change or are they the same how often are you and your husband discussing game logic at your home because <laughs> <laughs> i feel theory, like it's more it's more it's not it's not out of the realm possibility that it's kind of often you know <laughs> i mean that's maybe how our relationship started but sure. um <laughs> now it's more like did you change the poopy diaper did you that's change fair. the diaper but I am aware that Scott Hinners is a rock, paper, scissors champion. Is that correct? Like he's done yeah. competitions. Oh. We talk about him so much on this podcast. We really should yeah, have Scott. We really should have Scott on. Yeah, why do we have this guy? He has a lot of uh I mean we can we just pause, I go get him. No. Um <laughs> we'll, we'll invite him for a proper episode. We'll give him the full treatment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll send him the gift basket that we haven't sent to anyone yes. else, and mm -hmm. it'll be great. He, I guess we're sending it to has, you then, Carrie. <laughs> he has a lot of thoughts that I'll just make him a gift basket and give it to him. Is that what you Perfect. guys are asking? Me Perfect. Too. Yeah. Um, I love that. He, yeah. Anyway, um, it's just a game. <laughs> it's only a game. It's only a game. <laughs> it's only a game. <laughs> I love, yeah, I think I think it's the delivery of that line that sort of sealed the the coffin on this, on the mediocrity of the episode for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, that might be my final I mean, thought on that. I don't tricky in something that's not like a like a real laugh a minute comedy for it to have a moment where it's basically just like, oh, stakes. There were no stakes. No, no it's it was fine. all a dream. Yeah, yeah. The episode of New Heart. We're like, oh, all that shit was a dream. Sorry oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah any other final thoughts on this episode from you from uh from either of you my friends um so uh i'm gonna go on record just to add a little nuance into you know my makeup nuance. Of, you know nuance you know like characters I like and all that kind of stuff i really like the character of dr bashir you know i think he shows so much growth as the series goes on honestly he's barely recognizable as the same character when it ends Dr. Bashir is really annoying in this episode. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with He's that. Really <laughs> annoying in this episode. Um, he was so annoying. Say... I only wanted to sleep with him like two times in this episode. That's how annoying uh, he was. Uh, before we started, Michael was telling me about how um, the actor was unsure about this episode <laughs> as they were filming it. And I got this funny visual in my mind that um, he was, what's his name again? Avery Brooks? Uh, no. Oh, oh, Dr. Bashir. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Alexander or Alexander Siddig. Yeah. Depending Alexander on, yeah. Siddig. He's like, he's about to do this Alamarine thing, and he's sitting there, like, with his hand on his chin, going, "I have some uh, <laughs> concerns." <laughs> I have to look at the Alamarine scene again. I have got some concerns. I have my doubts. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm getting paid either way i mean yeah if you're doing 24 episodes a season at a certain point you got to be like the money the, the money's green uh i'll say some dumb yeah. shit on, on camera yeah. and not worry too much about it um mm -hmm. 
We've all been there. <laughs> this episode is worth it so much. So yeah, a lot apparently a lot of cast crew members they were like kind of dissatisfied with this this episode. Um, although I do know that Alan Moraine lived on uh, into Space Nine production as like uh, whenever something inexplicable happened, just like uh, Alan Moraine. Um, Alan I like that. But but this show is so worth watching to just see the expressions on Avery yeah. Brooks's face, especially when he has to do the hopscotch rhyme because he just has this look of just like whatever you know it's so funny he's remembering when he did like macbeth at the royal you know at the royal shakespeare he's like also of his storied career before he ended up here (laughs) of the people doing that hopscotch song he he can't not have a lovely voice Mm -hmm. he just sounded beautiful singing ala moraine has just yeah well he's like a jazz musician like he i know but he even made Alan Murray sound good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 title I mean, of that. Title of that. He even made Alan Murray sound good. Yeah, he even made Alan Murray sound good. Uh, Nana Visitor, though, I mean, she has a good voice as well. And she really kind of plays it down, you know, when she's doing the rhyme. It's very, very businesslike, which I think is commitment to the character, I guess, you know. Major yeah. Kira doesn't know how to sing. Yeah. Nana yeah. Visitor might be a Broadway actress, but uh, but uh, Kira Norris has no idea what the opening number from uh, Chicago is you know what i mean like they're not certainly the same not. certainly not yeah. but it would be fun to see nana do all that jazz dressed as kira Norris. i would actually that would that would, that would really fill a lot the venn diagram of joy, enjoyment on that would be great for me i would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, i want to i want to close with one uh one more <laughs> quote um Ronald D. Moore stated that uh, when he watched this episode prior to joining the DS9 writing staff, he, quote, was wondering if everyone had lost their minds. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know. uh, know. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) Well, let's talk about this next episode we're here to to investigate, which is um, In the Cradle of Vexalon, which is from this new season of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, This episode was directed by Brandon Williams, written by Ben Waller, and it came out on the 14th of September. The Cerritos visits Corazonia, an idyllic space habitat controlled by Vexelon, an ancient computer system whose performance is deteriorating. Deteriorating, there's that word. Uh, Freeman's attempts to repair Vexelon cause it to shut down, creating chaos in Corazonia's ecosystem. Meanwhile, Boimler, Boim, Boimler, I really can read tonight, I promise. Meanwhile, Boimler, Boimler, Boimler is leading his way, first away mission to upgrade a power plant. He struggles to trust his subordinates and insists on doing all the work himself. When Freeman needs the plant reactivated, Talin persuades Boimler to trust his ensigns. They work together and restart the machinery, allowing Freeman to reset Vexelon. The plant overheats and Boimler orders his team to leave. He is killed at deactivating it, but later revived by Dr. Ta'ana. Meanwhile, on the Cerritos, Mariner, Tendi, and Rutherford are tasked by Lieutenant Dirk to scan thousands of computer chips to find one broken one. Suspecting he is hazing them, they retaliate by planting in his quarters a game of Chula, which traps players in a simulated world. Uh, Dirk impresses on them the importance of their tasks, task and tells them he is traumatized by Chula as a child. Convinced Dirk is not hazing them, Mariner distracts him while while Rutherford removes the game from his quarters and Tendi finds the broken ship. Later, Dirk and Ransom celebrate their successful hazing. Um, I I, I, Hmm. I very much enjoyed this episode. How about you guys? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's... uh, I haven't met a Lower Decks episode yet that I haven't enjoyed. Agreed. Um, What was the... Because they've been doing a uh, running... Um, ship exploding. Who were the people that get exploded? Were it the? I don't think that happened in this episode. Yeah, there was none. There was none in this one. one. Yeah. Hmm. Carrie's dubious. Hmm. I don't think there was. I don't. I don't recall there being okay. any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, All right. Um... I'll, I'll believe you. I, I'll choose <laughs> to believe you. <laughs> um. But I, I very much enjoyed the whole like the the references to the fact that like a supercomputer. But is it trying to is is it trying to subjugate mm-hmm. them? What's it is it doing that right? We're like no, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. And then they get panic again. Oh my god, did you restart it? Is it is subjugating it, uh, people? Subjugating people yet? <laughs> nope. 
Oh man. I also I like when like the clouds that. just froze in place and fell to the ground like ice chips. I was, mm-hmm. I was really very, yeah. very good as well. I yeah. just love the idea that they just he just needed an update like this computer just hasn't had an update in a while. Um maybe they needed to clear its <clears throat> cache. Yeah, not, not since its creators um um uh, uh hit evolution to the fifth dimension and left their corporeal beings which i thought was kind ah. of fun very um very um mm-hmm. heaven's gate <laughs> yeah <laughs> heaven's gate if successful right successful heaven's gate if yeah. they created computers heaven's gate they loved voyager they were big fans they did love voyager that's <laughs> true that is true yeah mm-hmm. that's like the only tv that they watched <laughs> i i i feel like this is um you know we, we talked last week about the animated series episode and you know and you know talked about lower decks can hear i feel like this is such a perfect example of something that you could really only do in animated star trek like this episode would cost a fortune if you did in live mm-hmm. action with just the failing ecosystem and everything going crazy the volcano and everything but here it just you know everything everything is very very frantic but it still stays you know uh character driven especially what's going on with you know especially the boimler stuff you know so i i, I really like that you mean boimler um, Fine one, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I agree with that. And to me, I kept thinking back to the episode of the animated series we watched last week and how shitty in comparison <laughs> the animation was. Yeah. And how they were like, they really leaned in on this. There's, there's no like doing things, you know, there's none of that like, you know, for like, it's very, um, I know podcasts are a visual medium, but I just <laughs> pretended to come onto the screen and off the screen the exact same yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that. I also d- really appreciated um, Boimler getting his dreams coming true, and then finding that <laughs> equally as challenging as actually just be- yeah. being. Yeah, I find that you know? <laughs> I find that very relatable. Um, yeah, you know, and indeed. and 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 especially the I, I like his crisis of conscience. Uh, you know, the the whole you know all of a sudden I have the right to order these people around and maybe endanger their lives like I that's very poignant honestly you know and I, I could I, see I like that, that whole scene I could see that whole scene taking place in uh, uh any any Star Trek uh yeah. series not yeah, even absolutely. if it wasn't a car like somebody who was recently promoted and and was doing all the work and didn't give anything away you know what that was maybe uh it's like a geordie thing uh, it feels like a wesley kim. story it feels like, like a harry kim thing Ooh, definitely feels like a harry but he story, never yeah. got he never got, he never got <laughs> i mean yeah. in, in, in a world where harry kim got promoted I mean. yeah no i think they like gave him okay so they gave harry kim like night captain duty whatever oh, yeah. night was on the ship so he took that very serious yeah <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I mean, no offense to Harry Kim and certainly no offense to Garrett Wang, but when they did reveal, that was like a very late season episode. And when they revealed that they did that, that kind of reminds me of like when we're going out and I tell the dog, okay, you're in charge. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I love funny. that. Yeah. Okay, you're in charge. Don't you're let charge. the house burn down. That's very funny. Well, you know who would not have no problems? Um sending people to their deaths is the doctor from the Voyager. He'd be like, yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, uh, do the thing you're supposed to do. I'm in charge. <laughs> um. Oh, I loved the the weird the weird um, Twin Peaks little Easter egg that showed up in there. For me, it felt like uh, when, when Boimler died, he went to this weird room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a weird strange room like on twin peaks everybody was speaking backwards mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the, red, the red room from twin peaks yeah although, although yeah. this one has a, has the koala in it <laughs> i do it's like nice to see the koala again and it calls back to the episode where where all of the other all, senior officers seem to be just like dying all the time they never talk about what happens or how mm-hmm. they come back and he, he yeah. finally gets to experience it himself yeah you never forget <laughs> your first death or whatever yeah, he said. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> Um, uh, so the, the ship bound, you know, the, the, the shipboard subplot, um, you know, again, something you could only do in animation because, you know, like there's, we've seen, you know, little rows of like those little chips before, but an entire room full of chips on chips on chips on chips on chips. 
um is really and really yeah like i i, I like i i like on lower decks whenever they really underline just how menial like some of the some of the tasks are like yeah. i love that early episode where it's just like um where it's it's i i i forget who's doing it but it's basically like you know turbo lift maintenance you know like climbing on top of it to like grease the turbo lift or like whatever you know it's just like <laughs> like oh gosh this sounds awful um and, i feel and, like and there was a discovery episode where michael burnham had to do something in a big chip room like i think it was maybe uh, that sounds that sounds right yeah that sounds because familiar. of the or maybe it was the second season because they were stopping the the ai oh, oh yeah. that's right yeah chip. control right that's yeah. mm-hmm. control i that's the only other time I remember seeing a chip room. <laughs> correct was, me if I'm wrong. I think you might be right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you are correct. Wait, was Todd Stashwick in like the AI episodes? The guy who played, um, do you know what I'm talking about? The guy who's from yeah. Picard. Yeah. Was he? Or am I thinking wrong? I'm thinking wrong. I'm. I'm I, I don't I think so. Up. No, I don't think he was in that. I have to look up who that 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 um AI guy was. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look it up. That's 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 some homework I'll, I'll give to myself. I'll report yeah. back on next episode what I what I discover. This, is this the only this uh? We talked about the Wadi and the Chula game, and uh, this episode brings it back. Yep. Do is this the only other time we've seen this referenced? I think so, because I think as, you know, Lower Decks excels at, you know, kind of bringing out, pulling out the old references that, you know, the rest of Star Trek kind of, you know, kept in the attic and just said, nobody talks about that. Um, So I think, I I, I really do think so. We certainly never saw the Wadi again, not on DS9 or anywhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think so. This episode also shows the Betazoid gift box. Oh, yeah. is a from a very early next gen episode it's when there it, it, a box comes on board to announce uh deanna's wedding like her betrothal oh. um and just starts uh shouting like I crazy did, i did not remember that but right. i'm glad that you did because i was gonna ask where's that box from that's right that box also played by armin uh, shiverman actually in that very early next gen episode so is it really, true it, oh, yeah it God. was yeah he's uh so yeah that's like right before he, Armin Sherman played the, like the, the first box. Ferengi. First Ferengi, and, yeah. Uh, and right before that happened, like I guess they just liked him because it was just like, oh, why don't you, you know, do this, and then maybe we'll ha- have you play like a Ferengi. I don't know what this is, but uh, it should be good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, change to get in with the casting director, make them make them like you. You know, you get to do lots yeah. of fun shit. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i did i did like that room of anomalies that was kind of fun um just trying to like pause it to see ones i could notice there was a bat lith in there but it just seemed like a regular bat lith i don't know if it had some particular maybe it was the bat lith from when um from Worf's um bat lith competition where he came back and like time had changed and then it kept changing yeah at first oh, he came right. first yeah. and then he was in second place and then like so i'm wondering if that's what that bat lith was yep that could be yeah, lots of cool Easter eggs. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, any other final thoughts on this episode before we start talking about recommendations or mm. things you're excited for or manifestos? You know that kind of thing. Oh, I'm excited for a manifesto. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, so uh, any recommendations then? Any recommendations? I, I was gonna follow that up with a joke, and then I couldn't figure it out. So now it's just this thing hanging out. Now it just sounds no. like Mike's really into a manifesto. No, now it just seems like I'm like making fun of you and not like playing along with the joke. I'm sorry, Chris. It just completely fell apart. Uh. Well, I, I I wanted to talk to you about all the bullying you bullying you've been doing on this podcast, Michael. It's part of my manifesto. You're such and, a bully. Uh, okay. Such a. <laughs> you are bullied but it's not to us you're bullied to yourself sometimes i will say that and you should be nicer to you that's mm. all i have to say about that mm. okay this okay. whole podcast has just been an intervention for you yeah. i mean we're, we're just I mean, trying to from the beginning and we now we finally we took the long way around yeah but mm-hmm. i mean i appreciate that the long <laughs> the long uh, yeah yeah it only took 55 episodes we're finally getting to the to the the mission statement for why we're doing this yeah. which is yeah. to um you know 
yeah. intervene. But anyway, any, any recommendations? <laughs> my, my recommendation, okay, my recommendation is not a recommendation. It's just the mm. funny thing that I thought today. Um, because I, I guess I never really fully understood the word uh, tribunal. And it became, they were doing in the Deep Space Nine episode we were watching today, you're going to get court-martialed. No, you're going to, I'm going to court-martial all of you. And right. then I started joking that I was going to court-martial everybody and bring you in front of your uh, tribunal. And then I said, well, if it's just two people, would that be a duo-bunal? Dubunal. Dubunal? Ah. No, tribunal. And it's because I thought that tribunal meant three three bunals. Oh, but <laughs> three. it's a tribe, right? So it's just like the tribe. Uh, like any multiple yeah, number yeah. of people, right? Uh, yeah, it's any multiple. But I'm thinking it's like, has to be three people. The tri-wizard-bunal. The tri. That's <laughs> three bunals. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's just not a recommendation, but just something I was thinking of today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carrie recommends uh, exploring uh, wordplay in your own life, which I highly support. A hundred percent support. A hundred percent support. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were talking, my friends and I were talking this weekend about how uh if you take out one of the spaces you know like beyonce does like ladies get information but you like put mm -hmm. those last couple of words together it's just like ladies get information like it's just getting some information, <laughs> just, get some information. just get some information you know? yeah i think that's really wordplay. enjoyable i really like yeah. wordplay is fun we like wordplay mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> wordplay is how we got the great drag name alfrey Waterdice. um Waterdice, yeah <laughs> I also like the drag name Betsy Ross Bridge, just hyphened. Like it's like a, like she, she married, like she married some Philadelphia local. Oh, I guess. Yes. A very Philadelphia Betsy local drag name. Oh, that's Betsy really good. Oh, man. Very specific. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Michael, you said you had some recommendations of movies that you were well, enjoying? Yeah, I mean, I have one recommendation actually. Upon further thought, um, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to call them out, but some of the other movies, eh, I actually didn't really enjoy them that much, so I'm not going to okay. bring them up. Uh, just because, sorry, this is starting out great. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm no, going to talk about stuff I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's great podcasting. Um, <laughs> um, I watched a movie this weekend called uh, No One Will Save You, uh, which uh, debuted on Hulu. It is a horror movie with a sci-fi, strong sci-fi bent. It's basically an alien invasion movie. Uh, now, full disclosure, this is a movie that was written and directed by um, a guy named Brian Duffield, uh, who is actually part of a friend circle I have out in California. I don't know him that well, actually, I will be perfectly honest, so I'm not name dropping so much as I'm just like, but I know a lot of people who know him very well. And uh, this is, uh, um, is that, oh, is that what kind of name dropping? Michael getting, for his britches. Not, I mean. Yeah, no, no, that's not. That's You're getting not, no, so just, close. You're getting so close I'm to Kevin Bacon right now. I know, like, so I know. Close. I'm, 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 I'm shilling without trying to shill here. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, but you know, uh, objectively speaking, I think this is a, or as objective as possible, this is a really strong movie. Um, it is cool. kind of perfect, kind of cool weather going into Halloween weather because I Halloween weather because it is legitimately scary. Uh, it's a tight ninety minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's got a real Twilight Zone kind of feel to it. Um, you know, especially in how uh, some of the twists and turns it takes. Uh, it's got an amazing kind of central performance by Caitlin Deaver, uh, who is always good and she's exceptionally good here. Um, I really liked this movie a lot. And I think it's really well made. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, someone I know made it. I think it's really good. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that is my um, recommendation. I will tell you, I will not watch that movie. That's fair. <laughs> Are you not into scary, scary movies? Under Mitch No, I will. I will not watch it. Because you don't like scary no. movies, or just I don't, don't like it? scary movies. No, I don't like oh, scary movies. Okay, fair, fair. They're I think I will. Scary. It's, a, it's the right scary. season for it. I will. I will. I will lean in. Um, and I'm so glad that you established this no name dropping thing, Michael. I think it's really important. Um, I'd like to um uh, recommend the book of a friend of mine. Her name's Cheetah Rivera. And it's her memoir just came out. It's called Cheetah. It's very good. And <laughs> actually, her memoir is very good. Uh, we do, I, I, we I text every now and then. <laughs> we text every now and then. It's cool. 
<laughs> hey, we lost five Tonys together. That really bonds people. You know what I mean? Mm, really, yeah. really, really. I mean, that, that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it doesn't add up, as the case may be. Yeah. Right, truly. Oh, <clears throat> uh, no, that, that book is very good. My other recommendation, I did have one. Oh, God, what was it? Has it left me? You know, there's, have you, have you seen that British television show? um where have you heard about it where basically it's like naked dating where basically the first thing you see is someone's naked body and like you're like choosing them based oh. on that oh when wow. they see you naked that's... and you go on a date and um but oh. like it's the like full opposite. frontal yeah that's the opposite of love is blind that's what they yeah. decided truly to it's love love is love is full of genitalia in your eyes yeah um but this they they just released like five seasons of that show on HBO Max and so Paul and I were watching it Saturday night we were like <laughs> five seasons oh my god <laughs> yeah, wow. I know wait i mean so they don't i mean the the show itself you know keeps it like they don't show no it's all full 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 frontal of everybody okay so no yeah no yeah well i mean you know like the uh, I I want to have blushing. the I know I want to have He's the experience. Blushing. I want to have the experience. So if a contestant is seeing something, and I'm supposed yeah. to relate to them, then I want to see it. Yeah, you you'll see I mean? it all. There's there's truly nothing. They don't blur anything out. They okay. show they show it all, and yeah, you okay. see it all. And um, yes, I don't care. I went to art school. Like, do you know how many <laughs> naked bodies? Yeah. that I saw like. You were at theater. You're just dre get dressed in the back. You don't care. Just yeah. I'm the, assuming. And and and, yeah. and I went. We're all I just went... naked backstage at the theater all the time. We're all just like. <laughs> That's what I hey, assume. The actors are go. very. Free. I will say. I will say. I they got to change backstage real yeah. fast to get back on stage. I, I have seen my fair share of naked people backstage. That's fair. I mean, because sure. you, sure, it yeah. is fast, especially if I'm um, like sharing the dressing room with you know. Yeah. Um. The male ensemble. Oh, I was so sad to do that. Um, but um, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, yeah. oh, I was going to say something. What was it? Naked, naked, naked. What was that? It. Um, um, I'm um, just um, not um. impressed by naked people anymore. That's just what I'm. That's just what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like it just. They don't. They don't impress me. It doesn't do anything for me. Oh, Carrie, I was going to say to you that you 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 would like naked art models. I did that once. I was a naked art model at Rutgers yeah. for for art classes. Mm -hmm. I only did it once because I went there. And you know, gregarious me, I go there, I'm in the robe, and someone was like, Chris Newcomer, why are you at my art class? What are you doing yeah, here? And I was like, yeah. get ready, you're about to see a lot more of me. Yes. <laughs> but also, like, my. Deal. I mean, every person is naked under their clothes. I mean, so. That's, right? the, so... that's the secret of life. We're all, we're right. all born naked, and the rest that's is right. drag, right? Uh -huh. All born naked, and the rest is drag. That's RuPaul's song. It's very good. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, let's go frack in Montana. Oh, sorry, no, I'm kidding. Sorry, that, that she also was like borderline canceled, but not really canceled because her husband does a lot of fracking on their ranch. Um, yeah. Mm. Anywho, um, yeah. So that was my other recommendation. I can't remember the name of it, but like naked British people, it's on HBO Max. Okay, I'll hook up naked. I'll just Google naked British people. I'm sure it will <laughs> be fine. Yeah. Nothing bad could possibly I'm sure come nothing bad that. could possibly happen. <laughs> nothing bad <laughs> could come from that. www.stiffupperlip.com Ooh, I'm going there immediately after word this. Wordplay. Uh, Wordplay. Snaps. Snaps. Oh my God, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> My Aunt Fanny. No, Fanny means something else there. Um. British, British smut is really the best because every, every if you're, if it's a video clip, every scene starts with someone walking in saying, what's all this then? <laughs> I thought it was all just Benny Hill like music in the background. Meanwhile, I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, this shouldn't be doing it for me, but it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, we're all sorry, we're all sorry, asked to enjoy much. things. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. We Michael, we you're a sexual being and you're allowed to be. Please tell us. We want to hear more about it. We um, established earlier that this is a safe space. Yes, it safe is. Space. Yep. And I, I, I must have established last week that I'm trying to make the podcast way more blue than it used to be. So we're just yeah. dropping f bombs yeah. left and right, and just Boom. talking about That's it. Right. That's right. Remember on blue Discovery when they had blue band alerts? Band. That's, this is a blue alert. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I they were wow. black alerts. It's a real blue alert, if you know what I we mean. Gotta, I actually don't know. We really, means. we really got to get some sound effects for this. Yeah. <laughs> we sure do. Like, I, I would love a soundboard. Sound yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What would your number one request soundboard item be if we had one? Mm, I mean, we would need like the, 
we would need like your your classic clips like your make it so and and all Red that kind of stuff but then yeah but like every every uh every captain would like need a clip you know so like yeah but uh, not not just like the standard things but like cisco going like huh you know and stuff like that basically yeah you just throw in there i would i would want there are four lights oh as, yeah um, definitely as um yeah there are four lights. and i would want janeway saying there's coffee in that nebula sure um we could talk about this uh after but i think we can make this happen Okay, great. Hey, okay. <laughs> well, stay tuned for next week when we possibly, very might likely, probably will not have a soundboard. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Anything. I don't want to promise anything we can't have. But on that <laughs> note, uh, we'll leave you with the the beautiful tunes of one Mr. Benny Hill. <laughs> Good